Welcome to Coogan Knows the Law, where we untangle the knots of complicated legal questions and break down legalese into plain English. I'm attorney Jim Coogan. Today we'll be answering the question of what is a civil case and how is that different from a criminal case? Everybody's heard of criminal cases, maybe they've heard of civil cases, and when you start to talk about what those are, naturally people have questions. And these things are sometimes kind of confusing even when you see them in movies or on television. So let's break it down a little bit today. And as we go through this, we're going to talk about it in three different ways. We're going to start by talking about who brings the case, who filed the case in the first place. And the second biggest distinction between the two is the burden of proof. Most people have heard of beyond a reasonable doubt because it's on every criminal procedural TV show you've ever seen. And it's in every true crime podcast that people listen to these days. And the third way that we're going to compare these cases is the stakes. There's a big difference between what the stakes are in a criminal case versus what the stakes are in a civil case. But first, this episode is brought to you by the law firm of Coogan Gallagher. And as we answer questions about civil cases versus criminal cases, if you have questions about a civil case, you should call us at 312-782-7482 or find us on the web at cgtrial.com because we can answer your questions about civil cases. Who brings the case? Anytime you read the news and you see that there's some kind of big prosecution going on, some big federal investigation, a state investigation, a terrible story about a homicide that happened last night, those are all crimes. People understand that bribery is a crime, murder is a crime, rape is a crime. Criminal cases have to be brought by the government. Individual people don't have the power to do that. So in the state of Illinois, you have county prosecutors. Cook County State's Attorney is something that you hear all the time because that is the person who is in charge of one of the largest prosecutor offices in the country because Illinois has one of the biggest counties in the country, Cook County. There's a lot of people that live here, you've got Chicago, and then you've got all kinds of other pretty large suburbs surrounding it. So with all those millions of people, it's the Cook County State's Attorney who has the power to bring charges against individuals and sometimes against companies for committing crimes. Individuals can't do it. You might hear sometimes about whether someone, quote unquote, presses charges. What does that even mean? Well, at the end of the day, there are things that influence whether or not the state's attorney's office actually brings charges against someone. When that complaining witness or when the family of a person who is the victim of a crime presses the government, talks to the state's attorney's office, talks to the police department, talks to the criminal advocates or the victim advocates and, and presses that case, that can influence whether or not they move forward with that prosecution because it's clear to them at that point in time that there's an interest from the community, from the victims, from the individuals, that this really matters, that they really want them to move forward with that. But the cases have to be brought by the prosecutors. Right now, there's a lot in the news about former President Donald Trump. There are cases that have been brought against him. He has been indicted. Well, the federal version of the state's attorney's office is the Department of Justice. It's run overall by the attorney general. And then they have prosecutors all over the country who work on these cases, who develop the evidence, figure out whether that evidence shows that an individual committed a crime, that they can be proven that they did that thing beyond a reasonable doubt. And if they find that evidence, and it looks like they can prove it beyond a reasonable doubt, then they file those charges. Sometimes it also goes through a grand jury. But either way, it's the government that has to bring those cases. And on the other side of the coin are civil cases. 
The government actually can bring civil cases. If you ever hear about EPA enforcement or other types of government activity for civil types of wrongs, the government can bring those too. But only the government can bring those criminal cases. And then what about other types of civil cases? Lawsuits. Individual people who get hurt can file a lawsuit. It's a civil case. They're bringing that for their personal damages, the thing that they've suffered from. So that's the big difference between the two. It's who brings the cases. The state, the federal government, those are the parties that can actually come through and file criminal charges against someone. Individuals or the government can bring civil cases where money is at issue. Or you're trying to stop someone from doing something, but you're not putting them in jail. And because these cases are so different, because you're talking about the violation of a criminal statute where you've robbed someone, carjacked someone, etc., and that person could be going to jail as a consequence, it's a very heavy burden of proof. So what is a burden of proof? Burden of proof is what does the party who's bringing that case need to show in order to succeed? They have to have that evidence or they can't even get to a trial. Judges referee these things all the time. If there's not enough evidence, they will throw a case out. They'll dismiss it. In criminal cases, as we've been alluding to, that evidence has to be beyond a reasonable doubt, which when the jury is charged with going back and deliberating after they've heard a trial, and they've heard all the evidence in a criminal case, it's a tough burden. They have to deliberate among themselves and talk about the evidence that they just read and just saw and decide that even reasonable doubts mean that the government haven't proven their case. And that's something that defense attorneys in criminal cases hammer in every closing argument because they want to point out that if you have a reasonable doubt, you cannot convict this person of this crime. It's a heavy burden. It's not beyond all doubt because let's say you have an unreasonable doubt, like, I don't know, could have been a space alien that committed that crime. Well, that's not a reasonable doubt. So if that's the only lingering concern that a juror has, then they should convict that person. But in civil cases, it's a very different burden. And for obvious reasons, it's not a crime. Nobody's going to jail. Nobody's life is going to be over as a consequence. Instead, we're trying to balance out the scales, which is basically a good analogy for what the burden is in a civil case. Lawyers refer to it as the preponderance of the evidence, which sounds kind of fancy, but it's really what is more likely true than not. If you have two scales, if those scales tip in favor of the party that has brought that lawsuit, if it's my client in an injury case and we've sued the other driver for causing that crash, if we can show that more likely than not, that that person's negligence was the thing that caused this person's injury, then the jury is supposed to find in favor of the plaintiff in that case. It's not beyond a reasonable doubt. It's not that heavy of a burden. Part of the reason is we don't have all the resources that the state or the government has to bring those cases. And sometimes a lot of that evidence has been lost. Eyewitnesses don't give their information to the police. Not every detail gets written into a medical record. So you do the best you can, but that's the point. When you're talking to an attorney about these kinds of cases, that's part of why you need their expertise and you need their guidance, because they know that these cases are almost never perfect. But finding all the right evidence means you can put enough evidence on those scales to show that those scales tip in your favor, and you have proven that more likely than not, you should be winning that case and you should be able to recover. What's at stake? We've kind of touched on this as we've gone through it. Criminal cases, the government has to bring that case. They have to prove their case beyond a reasonable doubt. And the reason why is because there's so much at stake. Think about these cases where you've read about someone being wrongfully convicted, where there was evidence, but the evidence might have included a coerced confession. 
or evidence that actually showed that the suspect that they're accusing of murder was in a different place, but they didn't turn that over to the other side. And then years later, somebody finds it. Well, those are situations that are truly tragic because the stakes are so high. That person's going to go to prison for possibly decades. They're going to lose their family. They're going to lose their job. They're going to lose their liberty. They're going to be stuck in one place with rigorous rules and possibly surrounded by violence. So the stakes are extraordinarily high. So that's why we hold the government to such a high burden. That's why we demand that they prove those cases to a reasonable doubt. On the other side of these things, the cases that our law firm, Coogan Gallagher, handles, the stakes aren't quite as high. I'm not going to tell you that the money doesn't matter because that is the thing that we have to balance out what's happened to someone who's been injured, but it is money. And oftentimes it's insurance money. So the whole point going into something is that a business, a homeowner, a driver, a doctor, a hospital, a nursing home, they're all supposed to be properly insured for those kinds of unfortunate situations where they've been negligent. So the stakes aren't nearly as high. None of those people are going to go to jail if we successfully prove that the injuries were caused by somebody's negligence. So that burden is lower. It doesn't require such heavy proof. It doesn't say that you can only convict them of negligence if you can prove that beyond a reasonable doubt they did whatever that thing was. No, it's a preponderance of the evidence, more likely than not. Because at the end of the day, it's money that's supposed to balance that out. Time for the closing argument. Today we talked about the differences between civil and criminal cases. And there's a lot of differences and they're important differences. The truth is they're just extraordinarily different types of cases. They're all handled by lawyers, but this is one of the things that people don't always realize is lawyers really focus on one type or the other for the most part in their practices because they are so challenging, because there are so many technical specific things that are related to one case or the other. And that's a really important reason why if you have a civil case, if you have questions about a possible civil case, especially an injury case. You should be talking to someone like me. You should give us a call at Coogan Gallagher. Again, our phone number here is 312-782-7482. You can find us on the web at cgtrial.com. And ultimately, even though this answer today gives you some idea of the differences between those cases, if you have a real legal question, you should be talking to a legal professional about it. I'm Jim Coogan. This has been Coogan Knows the Law.